right. Praise God, saints. Praise God. It is time to praise our Lord. Hallelujah. Can anyone say hallelujah with me this morning? Hallelujah. Are you glad that you woke up? Yeah. Are you glad that the Lord has given you another day on this planet? Praise God. Another chance to get something right in your life. Amen. <laughs> We want to take a moment to welcome each and every person to New Life in Calvary. Tell your neighbor, welcome. welcome. Tell your other neighbor, how are you doing? <laughs> we are so glad that you are here, especially any first time guests. We thank you for everyone that's joining us online. How are you all doing out there on the internet? Thank you for joining us online and in person. We are so glad to gather today be able to praise and worship. This is the second Sunday of Advent. Hallelujah. And as folks are coming in and getting their seats and quieting their hearts and their minds, we're going to join together in prayer. Gracious and holy, holy, holy God. Thank you for waking us up, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the sun rising, Lord, and for allowing us another day on this earth. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to move and have our being and to know you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you, honor you, and praise you. Thank you for being our God, our King of kings, and our Lord of lords. Lord, we've come to worship you today. We've come to acknowledge that there is a God in the universe who created us, who has a plan for us to prosper us and not to harm us, a plan to give us a hope in the future. Lord, we give you this day and ask your Holy Spirit power. Take over each and every one of us. Bless every portion of the service, Lord, and bless every person that's here. Bless those that's online and bless those all around the world today, Lord. We know we need you, Lord. We want to shine our lights for you, Holy Spirit. And this dark world, we want to be a witness that there is the light. So gracious God, we ask your anointing upon this service, this day and this time together. Bless our efforts and be pleased with our praise. We thank you and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. If you come to give glory to God today, if you're able, rise to your feet and let's sing with the praise choir. Give glory to God.
with our Advent Candle Lighting Liturgy by Andrea Billups, Janet Organ, and Sharon Thomas. Good morning, everyone. On our second Sunday of Advent, in, the, in that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 10. Today we remember the shepherds, workers of the common good, steadfast watchmen, isolated and alone, far from the warmth of home, doing the job no one wants, and yet God saw them, God valued them, and God declared the greatest news of all to them alone. Today we give thanks for the shepherds among us, back-breaking laborers of whom our economy stands. Those who will overlook are rarely seen, yet rely on for our very survival. The ones who have much to teach us about watching for God in the darkness. On this second Sunday in Advent, we light the second candle as a symbol of the shepherds, agents of the gospel and redeemers of the world. Son. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, 
Matthew 1, verse 18 through 23. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but they came together. She found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what conceived her in his, in her, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She was, she will give birth to the, a son and you are to give him the name of Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Thank you, Akil. Praise God. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen? Amen. And this month is the second Sunday of December, and on the second Sunday, our special offering goes to support our prison ministry. Praise God. We truly want to be a blessing to those that are incarcerated, especially during the holiday season. This is a time when they can really become discouraged and depressed and downcast, and to know that they have a church that loves them, that's praying for them, that's sending them financial support is a, is a blessing, amen? Yes. So if we're able to, let's give of our, uh, our offering to the prison ministry today. Saints, I have a little bit of announcement. Give your neighbor a nudge and say, Pastor Kelly got something to say. <laughs> and y'all gonna hear this twice because I'm gonna make sure the people who get here late hear it too. <laughs> Saints, we all know that we sometimes need a reminder, don't we? Anybody need a reminder sometimes? Sometimes we get behind. Anybody ever got behind? Praise God. Y'all have y'all are on my team. One thing though we need to do as a church, because we all believe in having a church, right? We know the importance of having a church in the community, in our world. But we cannot function if we don't faithfully pay our tithes and offerings. Can we all agree? Amen. So we're going to have a quick lesson. The kids used to do this in, in Bible study. They used to do uh, 10, 10, 80. 10, 10, 80. Does anybody know what that means? What's 10, 10, 80? 10 for God. 10 to save. 80 for you. 80 for you. So a tithe it's different from an offering. Yeah. And we have to sometimes understand that a tithe is 10% of whatever we get. So if you got $100, how much is your tithe? $10. If you got $500, how much is your tithe? Hallelujah. Y'all know some math around here. <laughs> sometimes people get a little confused. Do I tithe on my gross or my net? You tithe on whatever you get, what comes in your bank account. <laughs> Sometimes you want to be 
be more generous and you want to tithe on your gross, praise the Lord. Tithe on your gross. You want to tithe on your net, praise the Lord. The point is 10%. Say it again. 10, 10, 80, right? Saints, we are behind and we are looking a little, um, a little embarrassed here at New Life at Calvary. And that's because some people may have forgotten, gotten a little behind, but that's okay. Tell your neighbor, that's okay. It's always time to catch up and, and to make sure we end the year in the black and not in the red. I know some may think, well, we're getting all this money for the building. Did y'all hear them words? The building. <laughs> when someone sends us money for the building, we can't take that money and pay the light bill or the gas bill. That's got to fix the hole from the tornado, praise the Lord. We fix the water, we fix the roof. So the money that's coming from the for the building is for the building. But that means we still have to be faithful in giving our tithes and offerings, right? Amen. So tell your neighbor, it's not too late. You see how much time I gave y'all to get y'all ties together? Write a little extra in that check. Cash up, you can cash up the dollar sign number two NLAC. You can go to the website www.nlac.tv and establish your online giving account. You can give cash. Whatever way you give, the most important thing is that you give. Now, I told y'all the 10% is the tithe, right? So the offering is to give any little extra that you would like to give. Our men's association, our women's association, our children, our deacons, they all need financial support, prison ministry. So, saints, I know sometimes it can feel like a lot, right? But the Bible tells us we cannot outgive God. God always gives more generously than we can ever give to God. And the ultimate goal is to have a beautiful church that we can pass along to the next generation, right? And we want to be healthy spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and financially. So y'all like, okay, Pastor Kelly, you digging that one way in. But I told y'all we in the negative. Y'all don't want to hear this speech. Let's stay out of the negative. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you're able to, as our ushers come forward, we're going to really pray for this offering today for the rest of the month. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for the ability to, to give. And we know, Holy Spirit, that sometimes it's challenging, Lord. Many of us have rent to pay and a car note and insurance and we got family members calling, needing help, and we're so unsure how we can take the little bit that we get and to give to you, Holy Spirit. But we're praying right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, help our hearts to give generously. Help us to know, Lord, that when we give, we will never go without. Your eye is on the sparrow, Holy Spirit. And so we know that you're watching out for each and every one of us. Help us here at New Life at Calvary to be faithful in our giving, Lord. We want generous tithers, cheerful givers, Holy Spirit. Those that see, Lord, the purpose and the plan of your tithe and your offering. So, Holy Spirit, we ask your blessings upon these tithes and offerings. 
And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would use these offerings to help us serve you, to glorify you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. We're going to be blessed by our praise team, singing God rest ye, merry gentlemen, followed by Pastor Antonia with her message, the promise our Savior has come.
Um, and it's wonderful. Sometimes our parents, they give up their lives, their former glory, you know, to, care, to take care of us, right? We all have parents, right? Or somebody yes. that raised us, right? Yes. We uh, might have had a spouse or a friend give up something special when they didn't have to. But there's nobody like Jesus, amen? Amen. So Mary, his mother, also displayed, displayed this great love by humbly giving life to the Son of God. Jesus became the Savior of the world. So as we go into this message today, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you for expressing your love to the world through the arrival of Jesus Christ. And may we be conduits of this love to a world that is far from you. This Christmas, Lord, make us an extension of your grace and mercy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Anybody ready for a work today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're in that new sermon series called The Promise. And we have themes of Advent each week leading up to Christmas. So the first week, Pastor Kelly talked about what? Well, you remember, praise the Lord, hope. Anybody feel like they had some hope this week? They was in a tough time, but they had to rely on their hope. I know I did. Sometimes these messages are really real, right? And so today we're going to be talking about love. Now, uh, today the promise of love was born to the world in the form of a baby in a manger. The nativity scene, right? It's very familiar. Oh, I was driving down the street one day, and it was, I just wanted to see the lights. I was driving home, took the long way home on purpose, and I drove past this church with these huge angels. I mean, 12-foot-tall, glowing angels, wow. and it was an activity scene in front of a church. Wow. That's amazing, right? Um, also, you might have seen an activity scene in your mama's house on the mantle, your grandma's house, Amen. like my mom, right? The, the, the nativity scene doesn't come down. It stays up all year long. All right. um, some of us are going to go see Black Nativity this week, right? We love to see that play, don't we? So the nativity scene is a very familiar depiction of this love coming into the world. But what does nativity mean? Take a guess. Born? It means birth. Pretty good. In Latin, it means birth. So the nativity scene that we set out each year is surrounded by Jesus, his mama, his earthly father, all the barnyard animals, and sometimes the angels and the shepherds and all that jazz, right? With presents in his hand. And, you know, sometimes in that story, we don't really hear about the bad things, you know, in the preparation of Jesus. Um, being in a stinky manger surrounded by animals, not having a place to sleep, you know. The preparation process for them, it was very humbling. Versus today, when you're having the baby, oh my goodness sakes, what are they doing now? Gender reveals, thank you. Oh, they spent up to $10,000 on, I've heard somebody spent $10,000 on the gender reveal. And in this world today, <laughs> They try to reject gender, don't they? <laughs> but isn't that the truth? Yeah. On the gender reveal. On the gender reveal, right. Um, and then the baby showers, all kinds of stuff. Now, some of us may not have prepared for the birth of a new child sometime, but that's okay. We can all agree that there is much anticipation and preparation when something new comes in our life, like a baby. Yeah. 
yes. or a house or a job or a new marriage, amen. Amen. Or a puppy. There's always um there's almost always preparation in order to make way for something new. Somebody say, prepare for the birth of something new. You see, the nativity, the birth of Christ, is significant. Not because it's tradition. Not because we always talk about it in church. Not because it's a good story with drama and angels and shepherds and kings trying to kill them. And all that kind of foolishness, right? No, it's because God has a desire for us to know Christ. God has a desire for us to birth Christ in our hearts. And God's love was to be revealed in the world. The book of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Anybody ever got a sign from God before? It says the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, God with us. A sign will be given to the people because they had been in sin. But a sign was going to say, hey, I haven't forgotten about you. Even though you're sinful, even though you're broken, I still love you. Yes. Anybody need a sign like that today? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and we need more love in the world, right? Yes. So the birth of Christ was a tangible love they can grasp, hold, they can see it. So the instruction in Isaiah was to be prepared. Tell you that, be prepared. Be prepared. Live your life with expectation that God is going to do something good in your life. Amen? Amen. Make space for something new in your mind. Amen? In your life. Make room for the birth of a work God is going to do inside of you, even before it arrives. Some of us have hopes and dreams, and we we just let them go by year after year after year, and thinking that it's never going to happen. But God is the one who puts the things in our heart. Who am I talking to today? Yeah. yeah. We have to make room for it. Sometimes God is moving, but we don't recognize it. Yes. Sometimes we're so used to being a neutral. Yes, yes. So in Luke, the plan unfolds. An angel brought Mary a message. She was going to conceive a child, and his name was Jesus. But the big key to that story was Mary was a virgin. Amen? Mm. Mary is engaged. Amen? <laughs> And she had not been yet married to Joseph. So this must have been difficult to process. What do you mean I'm pregnant? What do you mean I'm going to be pregnant? What do you mean I'm going to have a child named Jesus? The most high, the son of the most high, the king of all kings, the king who rules over all things. What are you talking about? Anybody would receive a message like that? It'd be kind of hard to receive that, right? But when God is ready to do something new, almost all the time, it's going to cause some kind of conflict. It's not always going to be. It's not always going to be what we think. It's going to be disruptive. When God shows up with something new, our lives are going to be disrupted. Tell you now, your life is about to be disrupted. And this is supposed to be about love, right? But it's going to be disruption. Mary is about to marry this nice Jewish boy named Joseph. Everything is just fine when suddenly she's been chosen to give birth to the Savior. And this was obviously a disruption because she's thinking to herself, is he even going to marry me? Is 
you don't believe that I actually didn't get pregnant by somebody else? Imagine Joseph, your fiance suddenly becomes pregnant. And it's not your baby. Amen. How do you explain this to all your friends and your family? I mean, Mary says an angel told me, told her it was the baby from a from not a man, but how do I know she's even telling the truth? How do I know that she's even being faithful? In Matthew, it says, Joseph found out about that pregnancy, and guess what? He was about to quietly divorce her. Yes. He said, I'm out of here. Yes. We don't always have to put up with the disruptions, do we? No. But that night, the angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph in a dream, and he told him to marry her. You know, for this, for Joseph, this was for sure a disruption. Even politically, King Herod was in control of all of Israel, and all of a sudden, this baby was about to be the king of kings? The son of God means all the old kids would have to be done out with? I don't think so. I don't think Herod took that message quite well. All this destruction because of the promise God had for love through Christ. So what do we do when there's a disruption in our lives? We have two choices. You can either avoid it or you can embrace it. Which one are you? How many of you would avoid it? How many of you go back to sleep with the covers on your head? That was a bad dream. <laughs> or how many of you would be like, okay, is this real? Would you be open to it? So maybe this morning you might be wrestling with a disruption in your life. I know I am. Uh, maybe for you it's a new job and you're not sure what to do about it. Maybe for you it's a loss and it's very painful. Maybe it's a sin and it finally found you out. Maybe it's a dead-end relationship. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's a need that you can't get off your mind that you know you're supposed to be doing, but you just won't do it. It's a disruption. This may be God's grace and his love bringing about something new in your life. They say the only people that like change is a baby with a wet diaper. How many of y'all like change? Not me. That's <laughs> sometimes. If it's a good change, right? But when somebody passes away and you hear, I'm going to do something new, you're not always receiving that, are you? You're still kind of stuck in the past. Am I talking to anybody today? We have to stop avoiding the disruptions that sometimes God himself has ordained in our lives. And like Mary and Joseph in this story, God wants to do something through our lives that just might impact the world. Now let's look how, at how Mary responds. Take your neighbor, respond in faith. Take your other neighbor, respond in faith. So in Luke, Mary asked a fair question. How will this be? I mean, that's a fair question, right? She's a virgin. There's no natural way, right? And she's right. It's not humanly possible to have a child when you're a virgin. But sometimes in our mind, there can be no new birth because it doesn't seem possible. Sometimes we have new birth excuses, right? Well, we can't do that. Like, you got the wrong one. I can't do that. What are you talking about? This doesn't even make no sense. Anybody have an argument with God before? Yes. Or is it just me? Okay. So this 
we have to understand it's a work of God. It's not natural, it's supernatural. Yes. With men, this might be impossible, but with God, what? All things are possible. You have to recognize you need God for God's promises to be fulfilled in your life. So let's look at Mary's second response. Her second response was what? Be unto me even as you said. Wait a minute. First she asked a question. How can this be? And she thought about it. But then she responded in faith and said, Be it unto me, even as you said. May your word to me be fulfilled. She responded in surrender. She responded in faith. She opened herself up to what God wanted to do in her life and not what she wanted to do in her life. Am I talking to anybody today? All the questions weren't answered yet. But she knew God had a way, and she trusted God. Sometimes we got to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. You have to learn how to walk when you hear God. None of us is actually seeing God with our eyes, but we know God. Yes. We know what we hear from God, and we know how we should respond in faith when God calls us to action. Amen? Amen. Who am I talking to? Amen. Now, let's look at Joseph's response to Matthew. He, it's very simple. He did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. And took Mary home as his wife. I mean, he was going to just leave. He said, I ain't got time for this. Why, Mary, you making this up? But when the angel of the Lord spoke to him, he said he did exactly what the angel told him to do. And I think this response in faith made Mary and Joseph a good couple. You know, a lot of times, I'm going to go off on for one second. A lot of times we look at the credit score, how much money they got, how much baby mamas they got. But do they have faith in God? That's the number one question. I mean, all that's important. But do they have faith in God? Amen? Amen. Amen. And the last thing I want to talk about is when we submit to God, his promises can be fulfilled in our lives. What if, for example, we took this kind of posture seriously? And this Christmas, we committed to receiving the love of God and sharing it with somebody else. Yes. Knowing that God sent Christ into the world for us so that we can share love with somebody else. What did Jesus teach us? That the main two commandments are what? Love the Lord your God with what? Are your heart, mind, soul, and strength? And in the same way, what? Love your, love your neighbor as what? As you love your wonderful self. Amen. When we receive the love of God, we can do more love in the world. We're talking about love today, people. Taking every love. How would our lives be different? Recognizing that God will step in and show us love, and we regularly submit to God. How many of you have a hard time regularly submitting to God? Sometimes. Not because it's convenient or because you see a way out or it even makes sense or it seems natural or it seems possible, but because God told you to do it. That is what Christmas is about. The world's greatest need was love and the grace of God and the love of Christ. Mary was willing to take on a disruption that given the birth to the Savior of the whole world would require. How might God use us to birth something new in our lives this season? Amen. What has God been telling you all to do this season? 
Oh, you know what God's been telling you to do. You're just not saying it. Yes. What is God asking you to do this season? Yes. It's to spread love. Amen. The world needs more love. So in the words of Christ, a new commandment I give to you. Love one another just as I have loved you. You must also love one another. I like Mary. I like what Mary does. She says, may your word to me be fulfilled. Somebody say, may your word to me be fulfilled. May your word to me be fulfilled. You can have whatever you want, God. Let's pray. God, we say thank you for expressing your love to us through the, your son, Jesus Christ. And expressing your love to the world through the, his arrival. Help us to remember, Lord, that this Christmas is not about presents. It's not about extravagance. It's not about the lights. It's not about hot chocolate. It's about your son, Jesus Christ. And help us, Lord, to remember to love one another, Lord. Lord, we just say thank you for first loving us so that we can love somebody else, Lord. Where would we be without you, Lord? We need more love in the world today, God. And Lord, help us to be conduits of this love to a world that has come very, very far from you, Lord. It was just 2,000 years ago that your son was born. Help us, Lord, to remember Jesus Christ this Christmas, Lord. Help us keep Christ at Christmas this year, Lord. And help us to share the love of God with somebody else. Let somebody be saved, Lord. We're praying for all of our unsaved loved ones who still don't know Christ, Lord. Birth the Savior in their hearts. Birth your love in their hearts this year, Lord. And this Christmas, Lord, we ask you to make us an extension of your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. It is prayer time. And we are going to sing with the praise team and the praise band, I Surrender All. And Pastor Kelly, myself, and the lay pastor are going to pray with you. All you have to do is just raise your hand and we'll come on around. Thank you. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. That was an outstanding message, Pastor Antonio. The praise to you all have just outdid yourselves. God is good. God is good. I don't know. I think you all, we have a beehive somewhere hiding in our building because I just got stung by a bee. Thank God I'm not allergic. I hope not anyway. Oh, my arm hurts. It's trying to get me again. We got to finish the task. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Just a few announcements. Uh, again, we want to thank everybody for coming today. All of our December birthdays, can you raise your hand? Happy birthday to all of you all. That's a December birthday. Any December anniversaries? Wedding anniversaries. Praise God. Happy anniversary. Want to make sure all of our elders know we do have session meeting this Thursday, December 14th at 6 o'clock. Uh, deacons had a meeting last Thursday, and deacons, please write on your calendar that our next meeting is the 4th of January, right after the holidays. Uh, we will have a one-day food pantry, praise God. The turkeys went so well that we're going to do one day. The food is going to arrive in the morning between 10 and 12, so we need volunteers to help pack the bags. And then we're going to give out the food from 1 to 4. So if you can help, please come out to help us get the groceries together. And if you need a bag, if you can let myself, Ruth, Sylvia, or Gail know ahead of time so we will make sure you have your groceries ready. You all see these beautiful poinsettias? Please sign up today. Tell your neighbor today. Today. For a poinsettia, Gail. Yeah. Win the food oh, thank you, Gail. <laughs> I'm just reading. I thought y'all was reading with me. The food pantry is Friday, December 15, 2023. The uh, volunteers need to come at 9 a.m. And then we're going to get the gym set up because we got to put tables and whatnot together. And we're going to pack the bags. And then we're going to distribute from 1 to 4. So please, if you, you know you got a situation, that's a Friday. Make sure we know in advance. We do not have access to our freezers to store any food. So if you have a situation, please let one of us know. Uh, the poinsettias are in memory or honor of a loved one. They are $8 per plant per individual. And we need you all to write the names in the back today. We're going to have a special Christmas bulletin that's getting printed early. And so if you have a picture or an image that you would like to go in this special bulletin, Please uh, email it to the church or send it by text to me. But sign up the names today, my friends. Do not wait. Uh, the John Barrett scholarships have gone out last week. If you know someone that's in college that can apply for the scholarship, my arm is swelling up, y'all. <laughs> it was so bad. But the John Barrett scholarship is uh, due on next week, next Sunday, December the 17th. And then uh, the scholarships will be distributed on the last Sunday of Jan uh, December. The John Brewer Sunday is December 31st. Women with a Heart Bent Towards uh, God, that Bible study group led by late Pastor Helen Britt, is having their Christmas brunch on Saturday, December the 16th at late Pastor Helen Britt's home. Make sure you RSVP so you can find out what dish to bring, and we have a game that we're playing. And everyone that comes, please stop at five below and grab a $5 gift to bring 
to share. Anyone that wants to be a part of the Bell Choir, please speak to Pastor Antonio. Rehearsal is today after worship. Uh, if you are also interested in singing for service or caroling, okay, kids, <laughs> please see Pastor Antonio as well. I do want to say thank you to each and every one of you for celebrating my 20th year anniversary with me last Sunday. Oh my God, you all, you all just gave me the most beautiful, kind cards. I know somebody paid Gail to write her card out. Because <laughs> it was so nice. <laughs> you all gave me such affirmation and encouragement. So thank you for your cards. Thank you for those that were able to give financially. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for the gifts that came in different ways, food cards and others, really beautiful, beautiful gifts. So thank you for loving on me last Sunday. I truly appreciate it. Um, I told you all that, that we're here on time, that I was gonna give one announcement twice today. Because I knew some of y'all was going to come late and you was not going to hear it, amen? So we need a second go around. Tell your neighbor, Pastor Kelly got something to say. All of us have learned that tithing is important for the church, amen? So when we were kids or in our youth, uh, youth church class, we teach the kids something called 10-10-20. What's 10-10-20? 10 is tithing, 10 is saving, oh, did I say 10, 10, 20? 10, 10, 10, 10 is tithing, 10 is saving, 80 is what we get to spend. There is a difference between a tithe and an offering. A tithe is what we as Christians, when we give our lives to Christ, when we say we want to support the church and make sure the church grows, make sure that there is a church we all agree, say we all, not some of us, all of us agree to give 10% of whatever we receive. So what's 10%? If I, if I have $100, how much is 10%? If I have $50, how much is 10%? <laughs> if, I, if I have, y'all got this together, we need to do that. You see, I see what the problem is. Some of y'all don't know math. <laughs> I had a struggle when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I hated percents. <laughs> if you have a thousand dollars, how much is ten percent? One hundred dollars. Praise God. So y'all get it. So all of us need to be faithful in our giving. Sadly, right now, New Life at Calvary, we have limped along in 2023, and we are in the red right now in our tithes and offerings. Now, many may think, y'all getting all that money for the building. Key word is for the building. If someone gives us an offering, it's a designated fund for the building, I can't take that money and go buy coffee for coffee hour. Somebody be awfully mad at me. All the money that we have been tremendously blessed. The Lord, you know, if we didn't have that tornado, we would be without heat right now because we did not have the money for that boiler, praise God. But because of the tornado and the generosity of others, say others, we got that money for the tornado. We got the money for the roof, praise God. But we can't, you know, be getting and receiving over here and not giving nothing over here. 
We still got bills to pay. Tell your neighbor we got bills to pay. <laughs> so we need everybody, say everybody, to give their 10%. 10% is the tithe. The offering is when you decide to give above and beyond your 10%. That's when you want to give to the deacons, you want to give to the youth fund, you want to give to the men's, you want to give to the women's association. Those are the above and beyond extra. Hallelujah. Now I was going to have talking to the text, and I said, what's the difference between a tithe, tithe. and an offering? Yes. Praise God. So we want to all tithe, and if we're able, give a little extra in that offering. That's why it's tithe and offering. Pastor Antonia said something very important in her message today. She talked about a matter of the heart. See, tithing is a heart issue. Yes. If you love the Lord, if you trust in the Lord, you're going to do what God has asked you to do because we can't outgive God. Amen. Malachi talks about stealing from God's warehouse. Amen. We don't want to be thieves. Anybody here a thief? I'm putting my hand down. I'm not a thief. I want to give God what is God's. Hallelujah. And so please, saints, we want to go into the year in the, in the black. We want to be ahead of the game, right? And so let's all say all. All, all of us, kids, adults, senior, everybody. If you get some kind of money and you're a Christian, now those of you who don't know the Lord yet, this ain't your obligation. <laughs> but for us that it is, we are a Christian, we are supposed to give. Now those that's not a Christian yet don't mean you can't give, hallelujah. Sometimes non-Christians give more than Christians, hallelujah. Some people ain't even members of our church give more than some of us. But we're going to be faithful, right? So tell your neighbor, catch up. All right, that's my long announcement. <laughs> so I'm going to have Pastor Antonia come up here, and she's going to give some more brief announcements, and then she's going to do the benediction. Yes? Oh, yes, please, you all. We did not get to take Christmas pictures last week, so we need some of y'all. I'm going to go right to the back, and I'll be right there ready to take your picture about a Christmas tree, okay? Hey, Pastor, y'all didn't want to preach today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um... Just really quickly, uh, next Sunday is December 17th. A lot of things are due. Uh, Barrera scholarships are due next week. Oh, and um, also the Christian Air Committee is going to team up with the Deacons. Deacons, if you missed it, we're teaming up together next week. And we're going to be doing cookies, hot chocolate, and we're going to be making Christmas cards for the prison ministry, sick and shut in, nursing homes. We need you all to get purchase a dollar star, the road to the home. If you haven't done that, get the minute you can give us a dollar. And also for that angel tree, look look back there on that wall, that red tree. There's kids that need gifts this year. So if you can, if you can stop at five below, anything, pick up a card back there. I need the bottom of your tag. Some of y'all have gotten those tags, but I ain't got no bottoms to them. So I need to know who's picking up the cards, please. And then also, there is another scholarship. It's called the Young um, Scholars Program. Our um, pers our uh, search person is going to be unique, um, Willis Norris. And um, basically, we're looking for eighth graders. Somebody say eighth graders. Eighth graders. First generation college students. That means your parents didn't go to college, or I'm not sure if they didn't have to finish college. If your siblings went to college, that's you're still first generation, okay? So if you know an eighth grader that's first generation with a 3.3 GPA and can meet an income requirement, 
you can have a scholarship to Ohio State University, okay? Now, for those of you who are not in eighth grade just yet, you have to have a 3.3 GPA. So that means if you're in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, work on your GPA, okay? Now is the time. They want to get kids, especially our kids, into college, all right? So please um, see Unique Willis Norris, or you can see me at the church, our recruiter. She'll be here next Sunday. And also, thank you all for, uh, for those of you that have the, the angel tree cards and the hugs. Look at the hugs tree getting filled up back there. And purchase the road to the star. I'm finished. Thank you. Okay, someone accidentally picked up the whole stack of John Breer scholarship applications. <laughs> so if you could just give us some back. <laughs> we know you're ready. <laughs> we, need a, we need a few of those back. Thank you. I said, tell me, we need to go. All right, let's stand for the benediction. Lord, we just say thank you for the message today, Lord. Thank you for speaking to our hearts, Lord. And Lord, as we go throughout the week, God, guide us in your love. Guide us in your faith. Guide us, Lord, in your hope, God, because we need those things this year in our world, Lord. And in this Christmas Advent season, God, help us to remember your son, Jesus Christ, and his love for us. Let somebody be saved this week. Give us the words to show love to somebody else and the love of Christ this week. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.